the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And so the gifts that the wise men brought were both significant and expensive. And the gifts would have certainly underwrote uh, the financial needs of Joseph and Mary as they escaped into Egypt and returned. Merry Christmas and welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely, Senior Pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. And I'm Mike Trout. Thank you for taking just a bit of time out of your busy schedule today and joining us on this broadcast. Pastor Leighton is sharing the Christmas story as told in the book of Matthew and he's in chapter 2. And yesterday we ended just as the wise men had arrived in the city of Jerusalem and had met with Herod, or Herod had asked to meet with them, and had given them some specific instructions, and we'll pick up at that point in just a moment. More information about Church of the Highlands is always available on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. So Herod sent the wise men to the village of Bethlehem to make a careful search for the child, and he instructed them to return to Jerusalem. And the explanation that he gave is so that I can come and worship him too, but we know that that was not really his intention. His intention was not to worship the one born king of the Jews, but rather to put that little child to death. Verse 9, after listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. Now we don't know what brilliant star these ancient magi saw, and there have been many suggestions over the years made by various scholars. In 11 BC, Halley's Comet was shooting across the sky, but by that time, Halley's Comet was old news to the ancients. They'd already knew what it was all about, and some have linked it to uh, a supernova that the Chinese and Korean astronomers recorded in March and April of 5 BC. Others have suggested it was an alignment of Saturn and Jupiter around 6 BC. And then there was also another astronomical phenomenon in around 5 BC, and that is that the star Missouri rose at sunrise and shone with extraordinary brilliance. The significance is the name Missouri means the birth of a prince, And so it's quite possible that that phenomenon triggered the astronomers to know that something had happened, a great king had happened. So we don't don't know what the Magi saw, but it was their profession to watch the heavens, and there was something that happened to trigger them to make a long journey to find this one who was born king of the Jews. This star is unusual indeed. Matthew doesn't tell us what it looked like, or how it moved, or how it was that the wise men found the very house uh, where Jesus was. But we do know that this star was exceptional. And, uh, and you can illustrate this for yourself uh, by going home tonight after dark, looking up into the sky and figuring out which star your house is under. And uh, the darker the sky, the more stars are going to come through. They're up there by the billions. And so, you know, you might say that, well, my house is right under star PSRJ 1302-6350. 
or something like that. And uh, somehow this star stopped over and pointed directly at the house where the child was. And there really is no adequate explanation of a celestial phenomenon that can answer what is described in verse 9. It's possible that God who created a cloud and a pillar of fire to lead the nation of Israel created some special star to lead these wise men directly to where the child was born. Or it's possible that it was an angel that God sent because sometimes in the scriptures angels are referred to as stars such as in Job and Daniel and Revelation. So we don't know what that phenomenon was, but we do know that this was no ordinary star. Verse 10, when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. So when they found him, they worshiped him. And the homage paid to this young king was more respect than he received from his own people. Matthew made a point of highlighting the worship of these wise men who were likely pagan astrologers in contrast to the Jewish religious leaders who knew the scripture. They pointed the wise men to where the child was to be born. Those wise men that had traveled a thousand miles, but they didn't join with the wise men and travel five miles to check out this story of the Savior being born. The wise men bowing before Jesus fulfilled many Old Testament prophecies that described the nations of the world bowing before uh, God's promised one. And when approaching people of high religious, political, and social status, gifts are often given, and the gifts that were given here are significant. Gold is a gift that is fit for a king. Seneca tells us that in Parthia it was custom that no one would ever approach the king without a gift, and the gift of gold is a gift fit for a king. In fact, many crowns of kings are made of gold. And so for us, it is good to remember that Jesus is our king. Many of us approach him as though he's a friend, but we need to be reminded that he is our king. And the only reason that we can approach him as friend and call him friend is because he has called us friend. And then frankincense is a gift for a priest. It was used in temple worship. And uh, the Latin word for priest is pontifex, which means bridge builder. A priest is someone who builds bridges between God and men. And that's what Jesus did. He made it possible for mankind to come into the very presence of God. So he is both our king as well as our high priest. And myrrh is the gift that is suitable for one who is about to die because it was used to embalm the bodies of the dead. And that bespeaks of Jesus coming into the world not only to live but also to die and give his life as a ransom for many. And so the gifts that the wise men brought were both significant and expensive. And the gifts would have certainly underwrote uh, the financial needs of Joseph and Mary as they escaped into Egypt and returned. Verse 12, and being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. In these first few verses of Matthew, God gives guidance to Joseph and others through uh, dreams and angels. And uh, so 
Somehow or other, God gave uh, guidance to these wise men who wisely followed the guidance given them and returned to their country by another route. That, by the way, took courage for them to disobey the direct order of a king. And it also added many miles to the journey that was already quite lengthy. So the scriptures have described three different responses to Jesus. One response is that of Herod, which was a reaction of hatred and hostility. He saw that child as a child that was going to interfere with his life and his plans, and therefore he wanted to destroy the Christ. And there are still those who would want to destroy the Christ because they see Christ as one who wants to interfere with their lives. To someone who is predisposed to live life as they like, they have no purpose, no value in Jesus Christ. But a Christian is one who has set aside their own plans, their own desires, their own agendas, and instead lives a life dedicated for the Lord their King. Then there's also the reaction of the chief priests and scribes, and that is the reaction of indifference. They were so busy in their religiosity and their daily lives that they disregarded Jesus altogether. He meant nothing to them. And it's important for us to be reminded that Christianity is not about religiosity. It's about Christ and having a relationship with Him. And if we miss that, we've missed the whole point. And then there was the reaction of the wise men, which was that of worship. In fact, when we see their lives, we see a pattern for worship. They sought Jesus. They bowed. They gave. They worshipped. And they obeyed. The Magi were seeking Jesus. Herod was opposing Jesus. And the religious people were ignoring Jesus. Which are you? Now, I'm going to suggest that I think you're probably in the category of seeking Jesus. That's why you're in church today. Amen? But you know, we as humans, we're pretty fickle. And some days we get up on the wrong side of the bed. And we fall into one of those other categories. So I think it's important for us every morning to do a check. Are we seeking Jesus as we ought? Now the rest of the chapter goes on to describe the escape of the family into Egypt and their return and God providing guidance and protection uh, to that family. And, uh, and, and it, it reveals God's care for His Son with the world already hostile towards Him. Even the armies of the great Roman Empire and, and others couldn't put Jesus to death until the appointed time. And, and it's important for us to understand this. Many of us think, well, that's because Jesus was special. And he was. But that is also uh, for us as well, guidance and protection. You see, we know that because Hebrews says it is appointed unto man once to die. The appointment is set by God, not by our circumstances. And since that appointment is set by God, none of us are going to be late for that appointment. And none of us are going to be early for that appointment. We're not going to die and show up at the gates and say, you're not on the list for today. (laughs) So God's guidance and protection is for us today. Isn't that great news? That's part of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we are so thankful for giving us your word and giving us your Holy Spirit. 
all of the treasure that we find herein. Thank you, Lord, for loving us so much that you've gone to such incredible extremes to provide for our salvation. And not only have you saved us from our sin, but you've adopted us as your very own children. That's why we can come to you as our heavenly Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And Lord, we know that we're surrounded by people who walk in darkness, and some of them are seeking the light. Some of them are seeking you. Lord, we pray that you keep us attentive to the prompting of your Holy Spirit. And when your Holy Spirit prompts us, we, in obedience, open our mouth, and you put your words in our mouth for that person. And Lord, may it be during this uh, Christmas season that our teams of teams of people that are presenting the gospel in so many ways are blessed by you and protected by you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said? Amen. Amen. God bless you. Go with God. Amen. That's Pastor Leighton Sheely. This is Study Verse by Verse, and I'm Mike Trout. I trust that your hope is built on Jesus Christ. Join us tomorrow, if you can, for the next edition of our broadcast, and have a glorious and blessed Christmas Day. We'll be here tomorrow at this same time to once again open the Word of God and help you study verse by verse.